Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. This is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and make your dreams come true. And today we're talking about transforming healthcare for people with significant needs. My guests are Marcy Reyes, Director, Marketing Strategy and Planning for CCA Health Rhode Island, and Stephanie Gill, Director of Business Provider Partnership Development at also CCA Health Rhode Island. So let me tell you about CCA Health Rhode Island. It is a mission-driven healthcare services organization that offers high-quality health plans and care delivery programs designed for older adults and individuals with significant needs. CCA's mission is to help individuals who are eligible for Medicare or duly eligible for Medicare and Medicaid, and that they receive the care they need in a way that improves their overall health and well-being and lowers the cost of their care. They are headquartered in the heart of Providence, Rhode Island's Innovation and Design District, and they officially entered the local market of Rhode Island in 2021, and they've had a growing presence in the Ocean State ever since. And today, Stephanie and Marcy will talk about CCA Health's Rhode Island mission and and their care model and the importance of community-based, person-centric care delivery strategies. We'll also discuss various gaps in the healthcare system when it comes to so-called social determinants of health. We'll highlight a few. We'll, we'll really highlight a few philanthropic programs that CCA Rhode Island is leading in the communities that they serve, and we'll touch on Medicaid's annual enrollment period, which runs from October fifteenth to December seventh. And we're in twenty twenty three, and we know the show is evergreen, so people may listen afterwards. But right now, we're in the enrollment period for Medicare. So uh, I'm going to start. Actually, I'm going to start with Marcy. Welcome to the show, Marcy and Stephanie. Thank you, Patricia. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, Marcy, before we get started, talk about CCA Health Rhode Island and what is their care model? So, CCA Health Rhode Island, you mentioned um, our focus is on providing high-quality health care plans and also care delivery um, services to individuals who are Medicare eligible, but also individuals who are Medicare and Medicaid eligible. Um, and our uncommon care model is is based on the concept that we want to uh, establish a deep understanding of the needs of our members and provide them with unmatched um, quality of care through a delivery system that includes our care partners and a number of other clinicians um, to meet those needs, including addressing their, their social determinants of health in, in a various no, numerous ways. Now, we're in an industry that isn't exactly known for innovative thinking. But CCA Healthcare seems to pride itself on that innovative thinking. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, our focus really is on three key components. One is our community focus. We have the seamless integration that's also at the the core of our care coordination. Then we have innovation to address our members' unmet needs. And so our community focus is looking at those social determinants of health, behavioral health and medical needs, um, doing those deep dives and providing the the care uh through, you know, acute stabilization programs and, and other types of programs that our members need. Seamless integration through that care coordination delivery model, making sure that we're addressing those uh, social determinants of health, transportation, RX management, 
um, all of those things. And then the innovation, which is using things like predictive analytics and data to really inform uh, decisions that we make in direct care um, and also make sure that we, we provide access to care in unique ways through things like virtual care, telehealth, video conferencing, um, and remote patient monitoring. So these are some of the ways that we've embedded that innovation into our care model. Can you give us an example of a patient that you've worked with or just one example of walk us through how a person would use this process? That's interesting. I don't, I think that Stephanie might be a little bit closer to some of these examples and I'd love to get her perspective sure, on, on some of that as well. Yeah. So we, I can give you one member example. I'm not going to name names or share any personal information, but uh, we did have an individual in the past year that joined our plan and prior to joining our plan had had separate healthcare coverage only for Medicare. So they're not a Medicaid eligible individual, but they're around that cusp of income where they, they were just above the income level to be able to qualify for Medicaid. And what we see is that often translates to similar needs that are traditionally filled by the Medicaid system. But when you're not eligible for those additional supports, it becomes really challenging to navigate the healthcare system. So this individual actually had um, a pretty extensive procedure done that put her at significant risk for being in the community. Most company insurance companies and care coordination would recommend just going straight to a skilled nursing facility, and that's the only option. What we do at CCA is different. We take a person-centered approach. We may make the recommendation based on what we think is most clinically um, supportive type of care for a member, but we also respect their decision-making. So in this case, the individual wanted to go back, wanted to be with her husband and wanted to be at home, her own house where she felt safe and, and felt like she was going to be able to live the best quality of life. Because she didn't have Medicaid coverage, that became very challenging because Medicaid traditionally will pay for those home care services. So we felt as though this was so important to this member to be back at home that we did everything we could to make sure that that home environment would be safe for her to be. So we coordinated getting a wheelchair ramp installed in her so that she could tr safely leave the house or get back into the home after taking appointments. We also worked with um, through her care partner to ensure that home services were getting in place for her house in a way that they could afford. Uh, we bridged gaps by sending out our mobile integrated health uh, solution, which is really a paramedic-led solution that is able to go check in at the house if there's a concern for an urgent need and be able to really understand, is that urgent need something that we should bring this member to the hospital because they need to have uh, their needs further addressed, or are we able to stabilize them and let them stay home where they would like to be? So we really used our care partners and our collaborative care team to wrap around that member, the supports, the services that they needed in order to stay safe in the environment that they wanted to be in, which was their home. And that was successful and really makes us proud to be part of an organization that values. Um, so when you say care partners, um, give us an example of the care partners. Yeah, so care partners are what we call our case managers here at CCA Health Rhode Island. And we changed the name intel um, intentionally because we don't want to be the manager of the care. We want the individual to lead their own and dictate their own care. We want to be their partner in making sure that what they are looking for is able to be supported appropriately, but we are letting them be the driver in their care. So we consider it a care partner because they're partnering with that individual to 
create their own goals and help them fulfill those goals through interventions, connectivity to services in the community, to providers, and make sure that their goals are met in the way that the individual wants those goals to be achieved. Mm-hmm. So it's a very personalized approach. Yes. For the and I'll just, yeah. And I'll just I was going to ask you about that. Go ahead. I'll just add that there has been a very clear demand for choice that we've heard from individuals in Rhode Island. And so we're listening to the communities that we serve and we're being very intentional about providing the services, the healthcare that's customized to what the individuals are looking for to honor that choice to Stephanie's point. Um, and especially individuals who have significant needs and have not received um, that level of care in the past. So being really good listeners and being very intentional about how we meet them where they are. So Marcy, does that mean that you do surveys? I mean, how do you find out what their needs are? Do you call them, have sessions, focus groups? We do a little bit of all those things. So um, Stephanie, do you want to touch a little bit on the comprehensive needs assessments that we do? And then maybe I can talk about our um, our customer um, council that we have as well. Sure. Yeah, so we, from this point of enrollment, when a member elects to join our plan straight through the whole continuum of their membership with CCA, we are engaging with them to understand what their needs are. We have created an onboarding process with a you know team embedded within our clinical department that will outreach the member. They'll make sure they're set up with their ID card and other um, services that um, you know a traditional welcome call to Medicare would do. But in addition to that, they actually go through um, some preliminary screening questions to make sure that we're knowing what their core needs are. And so we'll identify these needs, make sure that they understand how to access the care because they're new to our plan. So they're newly accessing the services through CCA. And so we walk them through how to access the care that they need based on the um, the needs that they've identified to us. And then we support them in that transition process. From there, we then do a comprehensive needs assessment, which is administered by our, uh, our clinicians, our care partners, or our community RNs. We want to... Uh, member elects to do that in person. And that comprehensive needs assessment really goes into detail on what are their social needs? What are their behavioral health needs? What are their diagnoses? What are their medications? Um, what are their um, supports in place today? And where are their gaps in their supports? Do they have a social support system of family members that are available if they have um, and arrive to need for a ride to an appointment? Or is that something that CCA can step in and connect them to transportation? So we go through this full comprehensive needs assessment. Um, the initial one helps our care partners create the care plan for the member. They'll identify the goals alongside the member based on what's most important to them. And then from there, they will help them with strategies to achieve those goals. So this is like our individual approach to what the needs are, but I'll let Marcy speak a little bit more to um, how we look at it at a population level and what we see as trends across the, the membership. So we, we take, thanks. Um, that was wonderful. Stephanie, thanks for highlighting all the great work that we're doing on the onboarding side and, and to, to meet the needs of our members through that comprehensive needs assessment. We also, once our members are onboarded and they're then actively being managed in general, we look to engage them and have their voice elevated as well through what we call our customer advisory uh, council. And so we bring in our members um, and we sit with them and we talk to them and we ask them what is working, what's not working, how do we want their insights to inform their journey map 
How can we make this process better, faster, more convenient, whatever it is that they're looking for? Because again, we are here as partners. We're looking to provide them with this unique experience where we are, again, elevating their voice and really listening to their needs versus dictating what it is that we think that they need. Um, and so we leverage this the the CAC the the customer advisory council as another method for us to to gain those insights. All right, and we're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we'll talk more about CCA and how they use that customer model, and in terms of having focus groups and listening to an advisory council, and we'll also talk about why Rhode Island because this is fairly new in the state of Rhode Island, and this fully integrated approach. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And today we're talking about CCA Health of Rhode Island. And again, it is a mission-driven healthcare services organization that offers high-quality health plans and care delivery programs designed for older adults and individuals with significant needs. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And today we are talking about CCA Health Rhode Island, which is a mission-driven healthcare services organization that offers high-quality health plans and care delivery programs designed for older adults and individuals with significant needs. CCA's mission is to help individuals who are eligible for Medicare or duly eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid and that they receive the care they need in a way that improves their overall health and well-being and lowers the cost of their care. And today we're talking to Marcy Reyes, 
Director, Market Strategy and Planning at CCA Health Rhode Island, and Stephanie Gill, Director, Business and Provider Partnership Development at CCA Health Rhode Island. So welcome back again, Stephanie and Marcy. All right. I'm going to start with you, Stephanie. Um, Let's talk about CCA Health Rhode Island operates under the umbrella of Commonwealth Care Alliance. In fact, Rhode Island was Commonwealth Care Alliance's first ever market expansion outside of the Massachusetts-based company. So why Rhode Island? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's helpful to kind of ground everyone in how we became CCA as well. So we actually started back as far as the 1970s and really were born out of a healthcare movement that was started with a collaboration between Urban Medical Group, uh, Boston's Community Med- Medical Group, which is actually now CCA Primary Care, and then several uh, consumer advocacy organizations in Massachusetts with a shared goal of really creating an enhanced primary care model that integrated full spectrum of care, which includes the behavioral health needs, member social support needs, their long-term services needs. And this was incredibly innovative for the time. I know we hear a lot about social determinants of health now, and we really hear about integrated care models, but that was not the norm back in the 1970s. And so this group came together and really created a really robust care model. So this model evolved over time and is today the CCA on common care model. Um, In 2003, we officially incorporated as Commonwealth Care Alliance. And our mission at that point was we have this wonderful care model. Let's also add on insurance coverage so that we don't have those hoops to jump through. We can also streamline the coverage for members as well as the care delivery. And that was so successful in Massachusetts that we started to say, well, why do we have to limit ourselves to Massachusetts? People have benefited. We've seen the reduction in ED utilization. We've seen our members be able to stay at home in the environment they want to be in longer than other members that are outside of the CCA care model. We've seen the um, hospitalizations decrease. So why not afford this to others in other states as well? Mm-hmm. As we started exploring other opportunities, Rhode Island was a natural fit for us. One, because there was a, just a clear demand for choice in Rhode Island and a clear need for innovation. And two, because of our unique positioning as really a care first, a clinical supports first model, helped us to understand how we can break down the silos that may exist in Rhode Island today. Mm. So we are really hoping to say we, we have this experience, this expertise that we developed through our our positioning in Massachusetts that we can pick up and drop into other states and then evolve to based on the needs in that state. It doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all model, but we can use some of the strategies that have been successful to create the solutions in each market in a way that's that's needed based on the market. Yeah, which is really, which is great. And that leads me to a question from Marcy, who's Director of Market Strategy and Planning. How have you gotten the word out in Rhode Island? How have you let people know, Marcy? So I I love what Stephanie said, and I just want to reiterate that our care model bringing it to Rhode Island was that natural fit, mainly because we heard that there was this demand for choice and also because we have one of the best models in the country, right, proven. And so we said, let's bring this to the Rhode Island community so it positions ourselves to help individuals who need it the most, right? And they then have options and they have access to that choice. Um, 
we have done a really good job of integrating ourselves into the community that we serve by staying very close to the people that that we're speaking to and working with and we're we're enrolling as our members and we've done that through a series of community engagement activities whether that's showing up at um, local community centers or food pantries to talk about access to care and our care model or delivering unique experiences through wellness clinics and health fairs and healthy cooking demonstrations. Those are all ways that we have um, exposed individuals to the information that CCA Health Rhode Island has and the opportunity to engage with us in this care model. So we, we've looked at a, all different types of ways, but most importantly, we spent a lot of time boots on the ground, close to the community, listening to the individuals that we're going to be serving to ensure that we're staying true to that mission and vision, which is to provide individuals with the care that they want, the care that they need uh, based on their choice and, and based on uh, their specific condition uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, do you want to elaborate that on that and, and more about the community engagement? Yeah, so we, we found that, of course, we, we learned an incredible amount by engaging with our members directly. But it's also so valuable for us to connect with our partners in community organizations as well as providers to understand their perspective. Because some things that create challenges for our members aren't necessarily just the coordination of care, but it can be barriers for actually accessing that care or collaboration between their providers. There's a lot of silos that exist. So for us to be able to create and uh, be part of the solution, we really need to understand what the challenges are for each component of the healthcare system. And that varies across markets. So what we do differently is we really engage with our providers and our community partners in a way that's collaborative. We don't just go to them and ask for, um, you know, them to, to close some gaps in care or tell them they need to really reduce our ED utilization. We, we go to them and we say, hey, we, we may have an issue that we're seeing these numbers grow. Talk to us about it. What are the challenges you're experiencing? What do you think the root cause of this issue is and how can we be a bridge to that solution? Mm-hmm. It's and a, when you say provider, is it, give an example of the provider. So it could be maybe a behavioral health provider in Rhode Island that they support one element of that member's care, but they're not really aware of what's going on in the medical side or they don't know what their this individual's social needs are. We can help them understand the full spectrum of needs for that individual so that they can personalize the care that they're delivering and also be able to provide information that's helpful for them, be able to um, communicate, uh, let's say, an omission that they weren't aware of, and they're not understanding why the member didn't show up to their appointment. These are things that help create an actually integrated system versus just multiple silos that create challenges um, that result in really poor member experience. That's what we're really ultimately trying to avoid. So what you're trying to do is find out other services that your members are provided and you go to those providers and say, look, you know, here's what we can offer to be an adjunct to what you're doing and collaborate. Yep. I think a good example of that would be um, the long-term services supports in Rhode Island. That's currently a a huge silo. We have individuals that are receiving um, home care in their, in their home, but they're medical professionals, they're uh, primary care physicians, let's say they're cardiologist or their behavioral health clinician isn't aware of the level of need that they have. Our ability to engage with those um, LTSS case management organizations, which are run by the state Medicaid program, 
to understand those needs and understand what services are being delivered and relay that information back to their providers in a meaningful way helps them be a part of that continuum and helps them identify needs and funnel them to the best uh, person in their care delivery team to to solve those needs and help support them. So, Marcy, um, add to that in terms of um, working with the providers and how you um, set that up and work with them collaboratively and bring in your members. Yeah, again, I think Stephanie's probably your expert here as she manages the provider relationships. But what we will do, and I can say, is that we will look at opportunities to engage with providers, especially if um, they are servicing the the communities that we we um, we serve here in in Rhode Island, and um, maybe they're smaller provider offices, but we want to bring them in. So we will actually look for feedback from the community. Um, ask the individuals in the community, you know, what are the providers that you need access to in order to get the care that you need? And so, yes, large systems of care are extremely important, but we're also looking at those individual providers and those smaller providers that uh, are going to meet the needs of our members for some of their specialty needs. Um, and then we will reach out to them in this personalized manner. Um, Stephanie and the team will reach out in a, in a very specialized manner to engage with them, have conversations with them, um, explain, you know, our contracting process and and really, you know, mainly center around that the, the mission vision for CCA Health Rhode Island and ultimately how we're here to engage and work closely with the providers to, li- to deliver that care model to our members. And so we take a very personal approach as well with uh, our provider relationships, very similar to the way that we take very personal relationships uh, with our individual members around the care model and our care partners. Give us an example of some of the providers. Now you talked about, Stephanie talked about behavioral health. What might be other providers that you would reach out to? So we we would reach out to pretty much any provider that the members see. Um, This comes back to our onboarding process and our comprehensive needs assessment is really the intake process that we use first to say, who are the providers that the member is currently engaging with? Mm-hmm. We, we track that information. We think it's incredibly important for us to know, regardless of if we're the payer for that uh, certain service or not. So we track the information holistically, and that enables us to have our care teams bring those providers in as part of the interdisciplinary care team. So our interdisciplinary care team does not just involve the CCA health clinicians. It also expands out to the community providers as well. Mm-hmm. So we have our care partners that are engaging on the day-to-day with these um, providers for acute needs for the services that they're receiving. And then we have a more holistic approach that, um, you know, I would take in in my area on ongoing engagement strategy for how do we holistically support our shared members in a more meaningful way? And how do we collaborate on solutions for the future so we can continue to innovate? So we we try to source that information from from our members directly. And then we also use our knowledge of building our relationship within the community to understand maybe our members don't see these providers today, but as we are continuously growing, we anticipate seeing more members joining CCA that may have a specific provider in the community. Um, And then we try to outreach those providers, educate them on who we are, how CCA's care model works, the benefits that they can help support members access when they see a CCA member come to their office, and how they can reach out to the additional supports that we provide um, for our providers as well. Right. And on that note, in our next segment, we're going to talk about building trust in the community. 
And we'll talk to Marcy about that and Stephanie about that as well. And just to let you know again, everyone, we're talking about CCA Rhode Island, Health Rhode Island. So CCA Health Rhode Island is a mission-driven healthcare services organization that offers high-quality health plans and care delivery programs designed for older adults and individuals with significant needs. And we're talking to Marcy Reyes, Director, Market Strategy and Planning, and also Stephanie Gill, Director, Business and Provider Partnership Development. And when we come back, we're going to talk about community, um, how we, they get involved in the community. And we'll also talk about how a lot of older adults want to age in place. They want to stay at home and how CCA, uh, uh, it's how CCA Health Rhode Island addresses that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. Uh, today, we're talking about transforming health care for people with significant needs. And we're talking to Marcy Ray's Director, Market Strategy and Planning for CCA Health Rhode Island, and Stephanie Gill, Director, Business and Provider Partnership Development for CCA Health Rhode Island. And CCA Health Rhode Island is a mission-driven healthcare services organization, which offers high-quality health plans and care delivery programs designed for older adults and individuals with significant needs. CCA's mission is to help individuals who are eligible for Medicare or duly eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, and that they receive the care they need in a way that improves their overall health and well-being and lowers the cost of their care. Right. So welcome back, both Stephanie and Marcy. And Marcy, I'm going to start with you about building trust in the community, because being in Rhode Island is relatively new, and that takes a while. It takes a while to build the trust. So talk about that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Thanks for having us back, Patricia. Um, you know, CCA Health Rhode Island has been really intentional about being close to the communities that we serve in order to build that trust. But we're, we're also utilizing our uncommon care model in order to build that trust as well. I know uh, no matter where you are in the healthcare industry, there's always an opportunity to be better at building that public trust. And what we saw during COVID and through that through the pandemic was individuals had access to a lot of information uh, through the internet or word of mouth. And some of that information wasn't necessarily you know, accurate. Um, and so it exacerbated some of the mistrust in the communities that we serve because individuals weren't sure where to turn to to get objective, factual, trustworthy information um, regarding their health and their well-being. And that's really why it's so important. Doesn't matter if you're a provider or a health plan, doesn't matter if you're a local nonprofit or, or, or anything in between, but like ingraining ourselves in the community has been at the forefront of what we do in order to build that trust um, with Rhode Islanders. And so we have done that through a num number of proactive steps, including some community engagement activities, um, working with some great organizations in the state through some large philanthropic um, activity, and also really implementing our care partners in a way that could our members could leverage them to establish those relationships and, and get the information that they need in order to establish the trust in this the healthcare system. And again, if you could reiterate some of those care partners, just as an example. Yeah, so our care partners are actually um, individuals that work closely with the individuals that we serve to put together a care plan, with them being at the center of their care plan, the decision makers, um, to achieve the, the care and health and wellness outcomes that they are looking to achieve. And so they work very closely um, with our members to put that plan together and then help them get closer to those goals on a daily basis. Um, and so th that's super important because our care partners are clinicians. Um, they have the knowledge and the experience to be able to provide information that is reliable and factual. And so our members know that they can uh, look to their care partners as someone that could that can confidently guide them towards the the health outcomes that they're looking to achieve. And we also we personalize the care partner assignment based on the member's needs. So we, their, their care partner may be an RN, registered nurse, if they have um, some significant medical needs. Or it may be a behavioral health clinician if they have primarily behavioral health needs. Or it could be a, um, a community health worker if their needs are really re revolving around their social support gaps. So that, that's another way that we try to make sure it's personalized. So does the care partner sit with the member and say, what is it you need, and then help them find the right support person? Correct, yep. So they'll they'll go through the, the assessment and as well as just regular conversations, ongoing connectivity with that individual to have just not just a clinical understanding, but really understand them as a person. What's important to them? Who are their family members? What do they do on, on their day to day? They continue to engage with these members in a way that's really meaningful. It's not just looking at, let me connect you to a primary care provider, but it's really, what do you, what do you need today? What, how has your day been today? And how can I help you get what you need? So your members are assigned to someone who's really there watching out for them in all ways. Yeah. yeah. Which is and not the norm, which is not the norm in this business. And it's an evolving 
complexity, the healthcare system in general. So to navigate the system independently, even if you have a wonderful family system that's helping you, support system that's helping you with this navigation, it's still incredibly challenging. So everybody can benefit from a go-to trustworthy individual that can help support connecting them, coordinating their care needs, and just really helping them ensure they're getting access to everything they're entitled to from their, their benefit eligibility. And I would also think that during COVID, when there was so much isolation, that this is needed more than ever. And Marcy or Stephanie, talk about some of the things you did during COVID specifically. Do you want to take that one, Marcy? So what I will say is that um, just to layer on to some of Stephanie's comments about the care partner and the role that they play in looking at the holistic needs of the members that we serve, the care partner will ask them questions about things that they need outside of, you know, um, medical or, or pharmacy related um, conditions. And then we will look at all things related to social determinants of health. So uh, are individuals having trouble with, you know, transportation? Are they having uh, mobility issues? Are they having accessibility issues in their home and need adaptations? Um, do they have enough food? You know, are they experiencing any challenges with, with housing stability? We've had some of our uh, community health, health outreach workers go and actually sit in housing court with individuals to support them through some of these instances. And so I think when we say that we wrap an uncommon care model around our members, it is not something that you typically find, and we're very proud of that. Um, what I will say is we want to focus on the holistic needs of the individual because we know that without access to transportation or without having enough food or having concerns about housing stability, it is very hard for these individuals to focus on the health outcomes that they're trying to achieve. Um, and so we know that it is important for us to, to make sure that we're looking at all of the dimensions of care that an individual might need to have addressed in that in that care model. You also have some philanthropic partnerships that puts the organization in the community. Talk about those. Yeah, so we have some great partnerships um, with both Meals on Wheels and the Rhode Island Public Institute for Health. And we have been a huge advocate and, and sponsoring supporter of Meals on Wheels their, through their March for Meals. Um, and also we are supporting uh, the work that they're doing in their culturally responsive cafes, both for the Latino and Southeast Asian communities. Uh, we know that food is medicine, and so we really want to work closely with these organizations to support the the needs of individuals around their their food and substance, substance um, concerns. And then the other thing is we've been working with the Rhode Island uh, Public Health Institute as a supporter of their Food on the Mood uh, produce clinics. So they're mobile produce clinics, both in Central Falls and in Pawtucket. So this allows us to bring the fresh produce to individuals and allow, so they have these healthy options, um, which the individuals in the community are so, uh, grateful for that opportunity. And we're so, uh, grateful to be able to support that work. Yeah. And that's really important to be able to bring the fresh produce. I mean, that's part of their health. Then, you know, eating things that are processed, or, you know, just not nourishing their bodies. So this is a really important piece that you are doing for the community. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's one of the things that I'm so very proud of and had an opportunity to participate in. Um, it's always great when we can be close to the folks in our communities. This is, you know, where I grew up. These are the people that, um, you know, I have been a part of these communities my whole life. And so it's extremely important for me to make sure that we're providing these alternatives, these healthy options, and we're meeting individuals where they are. I think that's the most important thing is that we're showing up and bringing these options to them um, and making it easier for them to get access to them. Well, and you're also, you're also motivating them too. I think that's such a great point too, Marcy, because we aren't just engaging with the community. We are part of the community. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Cranston. My whole family lives in Cranston still. And, you know, we make it a, a part of our mission to ensure that we are hiring our team members from Rhode Island that understand Rhode Island, that understand the needs of our population, that maybe are bilingual and are able to support understanding the cultural needs of our individuals as well as the medical needs. So being able to start foundationally with making sure we're embedding our collective teams in the community is really fundamental to who we are. So important. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the open annual enrollment period, which is happening now. And it's also called AEP. And we'll talk about what it is, why it's important, what the process is when we come back. And again, we're talking to Stephanie Gill, Director, Business and Provider Partnership Development, and Marcy Reyes, Director, Market Strategy and Planning at CCA Health Rhode Island, whose mission it is to help individuals who are eligible for Medicare or duly eligible for Medicare or Medicaid, and that they receive the care that they need in a way that really improves their health and their well-being and lowers the cost of their care. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Join us on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast as we delve into the world of living a luxurious lifestyle as a successful entrepreneur. Our discussions will cover essential topics such as the significance of networking in business, relationship building, leadership, spirituality, luxury travel, empowerment, healthy living, and personal development. We will also talk about how you can leverage your attractive lifestyle and heal and reinvent your life by managing other factors such as mental health, stress, time, and much more. The Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast, hosted by B. Baylor, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we're talking about transforming healthcare for people with significant needs. And we're talking to Marcy Reyes, Director, Market Strategy and Planning, and Stephanie Gill, Director, Business and Provider Partnership Development, both at CCA Health Rhode Island, which is whose mission is to help individuals who are eligible for Medicare or duly eligible for Medicare and Medicaid to receive the care they need in a way that improves their overall health and well-being and lowers the cost of their care. So we're now we're going to talk about now we're going to talk about AEP, which is actually called the annual enrollment period. And we'll talk about what it is and why it's important. So Stephanie. Sure. Yeah. So the annual enrollment period, uh, it runs every year between October 15th and December 7th. And this is an important time of year because it's the one period of time that all Medicare eligible individuals have the ability to make a plan change for the following year. So if they're in original Medicare or if they're in a Medicare Advantage plan and they would like to change to a different Medicare Advantage plan, the, the annual enrollment period is the time that the government affords them the opportunity to do that. So talk about if somebody's interested, but they are with another health plan and they would like to come to work with CCA Health Rhode Island. How would that work? Sure. So we have um, an array of different channels that a member can enroll with CCA. Um, However, we really like members to have that one-on-one touch with a broker or with a sales agent that's able to walk them through the process of enrollment in a way that's going to ensure that they're making the best choice for their healthcare needs. And when I say that, I mean, it's important to members that they can access the providers that they want to access. It's important that members are able to stay on the same medications that they've been taking so that we can check the formulary and ensure that the medication that's important to them is on our formulary and they'll be able to continue accessing it. So we have our sales agents, which are actually embedded in the community. They will meet members in their homes. They'll meet them at a location of their choice. Um, it's, it's really up to the member where they would like to meet. And what they'll do is they'll walk through with them all of their current providers today before filling out any application for enrollment. They'll help the member understand and make an educated decision about enrolling in CCA. They're not just out there to get the sale and say, yep, I want you on CCA, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to sell what they do is they make sure it's the right fit. They make sure that members aren't going to experience a disruption and that they're going to be able to continue to access the things that are most important to them. And there may be op- op- um, times where a provider that's important to them isn't in our network. And that's what we do is we engage continuously with our sales agents to get that feedback so that if we say this provider is in our network, but they're being requested, we can reach out to those providers and say, you know, would you, be, would you be interested in joining the CCA network? We'll talk about who we are, we'll help them understand the care model, and we'll try to contract with them. 
similarly, with a medication change, we know that can be super disruptive to a member. So what we can do is we can look through and see, is there an alternative that the member could take that is on our formulary and work with their physician to say, is this something that you feel will be a, an appropriate replacement? And if not, is this something that the member could go through an appeal process to get it covered based on medical necessity? So we've really tried to handhold through that process because our goal is to make sure that people that are coming to CCA have the best experience possible and they're able to continue to access what's important to them. We are not in the business of disrupting that care. And so we want to ensure that that is first and foremost. Anything to add to that, Marcy? I'll say that Stephanie did a great job explaining kind of that process and how we are proactively always seeking opportunities to connect um, with our providers and ensure that our members have access to the most robust network of providers here in the state. Um, would also say is even though we can't talk specifics uh, about AEP, what we can say is that we are, you know, we're committed to Rhode Island uh, with the benefits and services that are going to make a real tangible uh, difference in the overall health and well-being of the members that we're going to be serving. Uh, we serve now and our prospective members in the future. And we're always focused on what we can do to proactively address uh, social factors that impact individuals' health. Um, as you heard from Stephanie, meet our members where they are and offer individuals uh, with the most significant needs more choices. And that's really what we're here for. And that's what we intend to offer again this year during the annual enrollment period um, to individuals who are interested um, in exploring an alternative Medicare option to the one that they currently have. And, and Stephanie, if uh, that plan or if um a member comes to you and really wants this one provider and it's not in your network, you can still keep working on it so that maybe next year exactly. that provider might come into the network, correct? Yep. And then there's also um, various special um, special enrollment periods that certain individuals be eligible throughout the plan year. So holistically, during AEP, every Medicare eligible individual can make a plan collection during that period of time. But there's also alternative times throughout the year where certain individuals based on their circumstance may be able to make a secondary election. So what we do is we try to work on that. Um, if there's a gap in a provider access, we'll work on that. And then that sales agent could reach back out to the member if the member says they would like to be contacted in the future and tell them, hey, now Mr. or Dr. Smith is now in network with CCA. Just wanted to let you know, and if you're interested in exploring enrollment further, I'm happy to come out and meet with you again. Great. Can you touch on Medicare itself? Understanding the ins and outs of Medicare coverage can be somewhat confusing. So what is Medicare and who qualifies for this type of coverage? It is incredibly confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Medicare is traditionally for individuals that are uh, 65 years of age and older, but there's also pathways to become eligible if they have a certain disability that qualifies them for Medicare before the age of 65. So we can really break down Medicare into three parts. You have part A, which is your hospital insurance. It covers your hospital stays, uh, skilled nursing facility stays, if you have hospice care. And then if you're receiving some like skilled home health services, that would be covered under part A. Then we have Medicare part B, which is really your medical insurance. It's your primary care doctors, it's your specialists, it's um, outpatient care, medical supplies, preventive services, that's all encompassed under Part B. Then your third part is Medicare Part D, which is your prescription drug coverage. And that obviously covers your prescription drugs. 
um, as well as uh, shots, vaccinations. Um, and that coverage is an optional coverage. Every Medicare eligible individual can elect to have a Part D coverage, but um, it's not a mandatory coverage through original Medicare. So moving away from Medicare for a moment, let's briefly touch on Medicaid, specifically the Medicaid redetermination renewal process. So it's an important topic in healthcare right now, but not everybody understands what it is or why it's important. So let's talk about that. Well, briefly touch on this, and I'm actually going over to Marcy. She's been really embedded in this process for us at uh, CCA Healthcare Island. But um, essentially, the Medicaid redetermination process is, it happens annually. Um, every year, any individual that has Medicaid eligibility needs to recertify, basically reapply for Medicaid with the state to ensure that they still meet the income and asset thresholds to, to maintain their eligibility. Why this is important now more so than ever is because there was a, a pause in eligibility for redeterminations throughout the uh, public health emergency from COVID-19. Um, during that period of pause, all Medicaid eligible individuals were able to maintain their coverage without having to reapply. As of 2023, the state started to redetermine uh, members' eligibility, um, picking up that annual uh, cadence that they were previously on. But what we're finding is because members have gone three years without redetermining their, their Medicaid eligibility, some of them aren't really aware they need to continue to do this. So um, I'll kick it over to Marcy because I know she's been super embedded in that process and how we support individuals. And thanks, Stephanie. Yeah, so this is extremely important, as you heard from Stephanie, for individuals who for the period of the, the, you know, during the COVID pandemic, during the state of emergency, did not have to recertify. And they were receiving services, especially for those individuals who are dual eligible, meaning they're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid. They were receiving services that were covered under their Medicaid coverage, right, being paid. And uh, any change in that coverage could potentially impact the continuity of those services. And so, it's really important that if those individuals do have a change in their Medicare eligibility, um, that they know about it as soon as possible so that care coordination can happen through their plan to ensure that they don't lose really valuable services like home health services um, that they're receiving. And so we've taken a really proactive approach here at CCA Health Rhode Island by identifying individuals who are eligible for redetermination and will need to go through that process um, communicating with them directly through the care partners. The care partners are reaching out to those individuals, asking them if they need any help, if they have any questions, uh, pointing them uh, to local organizations um, like OHA and Point and the Point, excuse me, to be able to help them through that redetermination process in the paperwork if they do need that help. Um, and then also staying very close to the individuals who are having changes in eligibility to ensure that if there is some loss in coverage that is going to impact their care plan, we can start to coordinate around uh, making sure that we can put some, some uh, you know, processes in place to get some of that care continued, um, or at least think about the transition of that care um, for that member if they are not going to be eligible to receive those services any longer. So we've sent flyers as well and some email communications. We utilized um, an FAQ from uh, OHA to put together uh, a, a really helpful FAQ that we could also mail out to our, our members to guide them through this process. Um, and we've stayed very close to the work that EOHHS is doing, um, really embedding ourselves in some of those community partnership meetings, 
and finding out some of the best practices that we could leverage in order to expand that communication to members and make sure that they are confident in working through this process and knowing that you have CCA Health Rhode Island here to help you through that as well. You're not you're not alone. But another help is that they have the provider who's working with them and they can remind them, correct? They have the person who's working with them, who's helping them and advising them. So they also have that. They're not totally on their own. That's right. Our care partners are extremely personable and they're very invested in helping individuals reach the health outcomes that they they are looking for. And this becomes a relationship of trust and uh, we want to ensure that our members know that they can always come to us and get that that information that they know they can they can rely on that it is factual and it's going to be based on, um, you know, individuals who have the, the professional experience to be able to lead them in the right direction. Thank you both very much for being on this program today, both Stephanie Gill and Marcy Reyes, talking about CCA Health Rhode Island. And again, we've been talking today about transforming health care for people with significant needs. Thank you both for being on the program. Thank you so much. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, folks. Um, you can find me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com, and get my newsletter so that you can see all these amazing guests I have on, including CCA Health Rhode Island. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.